0: This is Medjinomics with a friend of Megagoria.
1: This is Medjinomics with a friend of Megagoria broadcasting from Caritas of Birmingham in Alabama. Last week we had the Special World Report. It was a special two-part series titled, Have We Entered the Age of Fire? And a friend of Mejigoria exposed things which are happening right now at this moment in time, which showed how evil is actively working in this moment. Tonight, we're going to share with you a talk from a friend of Medjugorje from August the 31st, 2012. Part of the reason why we're jumping back to 2012 is that this was the very first talk that a friend of Medjugorje gave about they fired the first shot. It happened in Fort Worth, Texas, and the main theme of what a friend of Medjugorje was saying came from his book, They Fired the First Shot, which was to be active with the messages. They fired the first shot was a call to action. And that is something which has set a friend of Medjugorje apart from many other voices that speak about Medjugorje, or maybe even who speak about the messages, is that a friend of Medjugorje never comes from the perspective that the messages are just simply to just get us to pray more, to go to church more, etc. rather that the messages are to transform into actions. And that was what they fired the first shot was. It was an exposing of evil, showing This is what's happening behind the scenes. Here's how you respond to what's happening behind the scenes. And those words are just as true today as they were 11 years ago. So here is a friend of Medjugorje, August the 31st, 2012.
2: But I'd like to go over with you some things with the latest messages to help you see, to prep you for the book that you're gonna be given tonight. We have lost in our society the fear of God. As a result of that loss of fear, we don't have the fear of sin. And now, we really don't even know what sin is anymore. A lady gave a message that said, The world is sinking as in a whirlpool. And it doesn't even know and realize the sin in which it sinks in. And we see them versus us, but in reality it's us leading them who we reverse. Because we're not transversing our witness to them and convicting them. Salt preserves meat. The meat, the culture, is rotten. Flat salt will not preserve the meat. We as Christians no longer preserve the culture. Culture could not be deteriorating, it cannot be doing what's doing if we preserved it. And so it is LA comes to us to bring us back to the early church. There was three things in the early church that we had, and that was there are one heart, all of them, unified in the spirit, and full of godly fear. So we've lost this godly fear. Our Lady's come to bring it back to us. We no longer think there's any consequences of sin because we've gone decades building the culture that band aid The consequences of sin. As if we're on God's. We used to realize that God was first. And is telling us in her plans that unless we put God's first, there's no way we can change things around. In fact, there's one message she summed up on May 25th, 1987. It sums up our whole plans. She came she came to the tenth anniversary and said on june twenty fifth, nineteen eighty or ninety one, that read sacred scriptures to understand the reason for my comings. But on may twenty fifth, nineteen eighty seven, our lady said, I call on each one of you to consciously decide for God and against Satan. I am your mother, and therefore I want to lead you all to complete holiness. I want each of you to be happy here on earth and with me in heaven. That is, dear children, the purpose of my coming here And it is my desire. We are not in the Middle Ages where we can't be happy. I asked Maria once when she was first with us in 1988, when she stayed with us for three months. I said, Maria, did Our Lady tell you like she told Bernadette that she couldn't make you happy in this life? She says, no. No. Our Lady wants us to be happy in this life. And we tend to think middle ages and the gruesomeness of what Bernadette and those people of that age went through. And a Lady just says, here, I want you to be happy in this life. And nobody is. Because our Lady says the West has made great progress civilization progress but as if they're their own creator we no longer look to God first God wants us not to ask the world for those things that he wants and has told us to receive from him Think about that. We go to the world to ask for the things that He has already instructed us. You're to come to me to receive. It may be the same thing. But when it comes to the world, it's different. If it comes to Him, it's biblical. We do not depend on God for these things. First thing we do when we get cancer, we find the best doctors. My sister works works in ICU. And she often would see people come in and they'd go to the doctors and want to do this, want to do that. When there's no hope, they finally say, Well, there's nothing else left to do but pray. The last thing, and most of these are Christians, but we made so many advances, like a lady said, in civilization. So much progress that we just naturally think the things we need, we ask the world for, rather than go to God to receive it. It's to come through His hands. His first. And until we get this right, society won't be. And that's very wrong right now. And that's not going to last. He's trying to get us to withdraw from it. Not in a cocoon. We're to be witnesses. We're to convict it. We're to become saltless, potent. Our Lady says, You be salt of the earth. She's biblical in everything she says. And you can back up every message with the Bible. Our Lady said in the beginning days, Crying. You have forgotten the Bible. Several years ago, several of the U.S. bishops were in the Vatican, and they were told by the Pope, and one of them told the Pope actually, they were giving reports about America, that they're only getting half the food during Mass. They get the Eucharist. they not getting the Bible, and they leave Mass and turn on Protestant radio stations. Are they even going to Protestant churches? Because the Protestants are good given biblical food. Our lady says you have forgotten the Bible. October eighteenth, nineteen eighty four, dear children, today I call you to read the Bible every day in your homes and let it be in a visible place, so as always to encourage you to read it and to pray it or rather to pray. Our lady says, I invite you. I call you. Very rarely does she say you must. And the time she says you must is about the Bible. February 14, 1985. Every family must pray family prayers and read the Bible. The greatness in the culture is drying up. There is no more middle ground. You have to decide now. In this time of grace, Our Lady says, This time is my time. Our Lady says, This is a time of grace. Use it, that it might go well for you. What does that mean? What's the negative of that positive statement? That things might not go well for you if you don't invest into her invitations now. If you don't know what she says to do that you must do now. Things are getting more clear and things are getting black and white. There's no middle ground. There's no more on the fence. We did it through the 60s. We did it actually through the 50s. The 50s had a song. We didn't even hear it. Because we were so entertained by these new things and television and the blender and new house products and new entertainments and things coming up and inventions and the race of the moon. There was a song that I heard that was at the 50s, maybe at the late 50s. And we, we, were, we were biblical in a lot of ways in our culture. There's no question we were Christian. But the song was about watching, standing on the street corner watching the girls go by. You remember the song. I know Father does. He looks like he's that age. And it says, you can't be arrested for what you're thinking. What could you be arrested for? Not kissing a girl, but for something else. And these jingles that the devil put in the heart to the, the songs like Divorce. D-I-V-O-R-C-E. We normalize things without even realizing it. It became part of us. And what we allow in the heart manifests. Vizca says war comes only after it's already in the heart. That what manifests in the culture is there. So we allowed music. I love the Righteous Brothers. And when I started praying, when I started looking, and started fasting, and started thinking, I realized one song that I loved was not only anti-biblical; it's really heinous. You've lost that loving feeling. Probably you know that one too, right? You can't lose that loving feeling. Not if you're godly. Not if you understand the Bible. I had a lady come to me once that said to me, "I don't love my husband anymore." And I, didn't, I just started taking people to measure. I didn't know what to tell her. One year later, another lady told me—actually, that was a man that told me—that he said about his wife, "Said so I don't love my my husband anymore." I said, "You don't? Do you believe you're supposed to love your enemy?" Well, yes. Do you want to do that? No. You've had children with this man. You and he's begotten these kids. He's a drug addict. I don't care. A lady says, You know human love, but not God's love. She says, Love is a decision, it's not an option not to love your spouse. It's a decision that you make. Not because you feel like it, not because you want to. You can't lose that loving feeling as the righteous brothers taught us and put it in our hearts. And make you think, I can go away. And I told her, if you're commanded to love your enemy, how much more so your husband? But he's a louse. He may be your reason that you're on earth. In the same way Jesus Christ died for you, woman, and paid for your sins, that you're suffering through this marriage may on his deathbed save his soul. And one of the St. Teresa says, after seeing a witness of soul going to hell, she would gladly die 1,000 of the most torturous deaths to save a soul from hell. Yaakov, after seeing hell, won't talk about it. But he will say this. That you wouldn't want your worst enemy to go to hell. It's that bad. And he says and adds to it, it's the ultimate loss. There's nothing greater. So love is the basis of everything. And Our Lady says, without love, you can achieve nothing. With love, you can achieve everything. But then we have Jesus coming and saying, Your peace, I've not come for man's peace, I come for my peace. My peace is a soul, and it divides. And so we're to convict. sometimes that brings division in the family. Doesn't mean you can't love. But holiness is standing up for what's right. And there's a lot of difficulties and crisis in the family today. And it's rooted to a lack of love. First of God, John displays in his books in the Bible the love is best displayed through obedience, obedience to God. And so when you start going to holiness, you can expect your family will be the first to stand in the way. Why? Because Satan gets in the ear. The closest ones to you don't want to be convicted. We went to the phases of changing our life. We gave up TV. And I had a sister-in-law who was one of the greatest enemies to me doing that. Why should it matter to her if I'm going to throw my TV out? Because she knew if I won, my brother may think the same thing. Her husband, she didn't want that in her house, and there was war. I had to stand firm. I lost a lot of peace. And Terry, I had peace because I knew God wanted me to do this. It was a very difficult situation. And so when you start walking the message, when you start standing on the pulpit and speaking the truth, some people won't like it. Because truth divides. Jesus said, my peace comes with a sword. As a sword. And we're in that separation time. You've got to go one way or the other. Our ladies come to force us to make a decision. In the time of grace, hopefully. And afterwards, there's no more decision. You're going to be wherever you're going to be. And so, there's decisions you need to be making now to place yourself in a position to be where God wants you to be when things unfold. And we know what's going to happen. We know there's secrets. We know there's three of them. And we know they're not good. And we know there's admonitions. Admonitions defined as a friendly reminder. Now, the friendly reminder to Noah, how he was befriending them, wasn't good for everybody else. The one thing God does is first His people. His holiness is such that He will not allow His people to grow unholy. You're not going to have the mother of God appearing to Yvonne in Boston every day where he moved, where he married a girl from America and goes back and forth to summer in Medjugorje and to Boston and have a scandal in the church across every state in the Union, and have that town have the presence of Our Lady and a scandal there at the same time. Where did it break? Our Lady brought it to the light in Boston. That's where it started. The Virgin Mary is here to purify the world. And this is good. It's good this was brought to light. And everybody's looking back and really admired the church because they took it. The Episcopals came to us and other churches come to us. How did you purify your church? Because it's everywhere. Thank God we took the bull by the horn. I read the church of this. It's still scarred. But it makes people respect the church. But it is coming for more than that. So, our hearts in the same way, whatever scandalous in us. We've got to decide. This is the moment. This is the time. There is no more time left. This book will show you that. We have to go forward with the message. And Maria said that the message for today's man to help him understand the Bible. We don't know what sin is anymore. People may not like to hear that. Or oh, I'll follow our lady. She's come to call us some things about sensitivity towards sin that you may not like. I know you were just telling me you're missing a softball game tonight. What was your first name? George? Gary. Jerry? Gary. Gary. He's coming here to miss a softball game. He puts God first. And he's the coach. Our lady says, don't have excessive love for sports. She didn't say not to have sports. The sports should be fun. It should be a joy. Do you see joy in sixth graders playing soccer now? Or is it just kill? It's just win. The tragedies now in league sports and professional sports it's all money, it's corrupt. There's a judgment against our economy right now. And on Thursday, Our Lady says, read every Thursday, Matthew 6. You can't love God and mammon. You'll love one and hate the other. Or serve the other. Every Thursday she wanted us recited. So that parallels the message. She gave a message every Thursday. Everything's about money. Sports are no fun no more. You might say it is. Yeah, it gets into you. But when you step back from it, do you really like the attributes it puts out? They say, well, yeah, teachers, kids, it teachers. All they want to do is be heroes, and make a billion dollars. Our Lady wants us to step back from everything that is first in life that's become God. I'm shocked that all the Michigan people here over here, before you come here, there's all our just hundreds coming up here. I mean, why are they coming all the way to Texas and spending all that money? Just how much money is that? A lady said in the field in July, How come the whole country isn't here? I said, That's right. The Mother of God's coming from heaven and saying evil wants to rule. A few months later, February 2nd, pride has come to rule and he wants to do it to destroy the world this is what's happening right now and if you're going to stay connected to what you used to stay connected to you're not going to see it and you're not going to be on the boat
1: and you have been listening to a friend of medjugorje from august the 31st 2012 spread this broadcast to everyone you know Continue to be active and, in a friend of Medjugorje's words, go forward in living the messages, which means be active.